This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. We are here once again, live. My name is Les Jackson. The other guy at the other mic is Fred Staub. Hello. We, every week, (laughs) hello, Fred. Hello. Uh, Every week, uh, we provide uh, much, much, much uh, automotive information from the industry, from our own experiences. We have guests frequently and uh, this week of course is no exception as far as news goes we've even had once again uh, new reveals yeah that's that's happening like a shotgun every week we're just getting new reveals it sure is Les and uh, this week we're going to take a look at something that is well sort of a minivan and SUV yeah that's right is it a SUV or a minivan Kia takes the wraps off its carnival, and we have the details. I am going to name that an SU van. (laughs) I like it. Yeah, Uh, and uh, Mitsubishi extensively freshens up the Outlander plug-in hybrid for 2021. Um, They always have interesting technology. Yeah, they're going to really freshen it up. It could be a great way uh, for you to get into a plug-in hybrid. And then also, Ford is expanding the King Ranch lineup. They're taking it on to a different new category of vehicles. Can you figure out which category that would be, Les? Um, It looks vaguely like an SUV. (laughs) Yep. Uh, We'll talk about that. That's right, and uh, something's got Jaguar dealers worried, and it's not the announcement that the brand is going all electric. They already know that. Could the uh, could the cat's future be in jeopardy? Yeah, that would be a shame because uh, they are some of my favorite be. favorite vehicles, and uh, we'll tell you about that. Also, we're going to talk tech. Toyota just broke ground on the Woven City. A deep look into the future of automotive technology and just life technology. So we'll check that out. Toyota's always got something good up their sleeves. When we get rolling on Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Uh, You are right, Les. Uh, No shortage of reveals, and uh, they just keep on coming. This week it was Kia. Next week, who knows what it will be, right? (laughs) I think something from Ford next week. I think uh, I, I'm, I think, I'm running I think out of right. space on my calendar. <laughs> you're running out of space on your social uh, reveal calendar, huh? Well, that's yeah. At least on the automotive reveals, there is no social calendar, <laughs> as you might expect, because well, like everyone boat. else, we're hunkered down. Yep. So, all right, we will be back with Cruise Control Radio with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Keep it buckled up. We are just getting started, so stay tuned. 
Get even more automotive content from Cruise Control. Head over to our YouTube page, Cruise Control Video, and subscribe. That's Cruise Control Video on YouTube. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Les, are you ready to hear about this next vehicle, which is, well... Part minivan, part SUV. Everything has to be an yep. SUV. <laughs> well, again, um, everything. I'm not even sure SUV means anything anymore. Um, but you know, sport utility vehicle. Well, what isn't sport and utility? <laughs> um, yeah, you would but, not. You would not want to build a build uh, a vehicle that was not be able to be called a utility vehicle, I guess. And, uh, uh, you know, this is something we knew was coming. They have, uh, it used to be called the Sedona. Now right. it is called the Carnival, uh, which is the name that uh, the Sedona was the minivan for Kia. And it was also, it was a good value van, but it was not necessarily one of the top choices when it came to minivan. Most people went with Honda or Chrysler, uh, and it was just a good deal. And now they have made this van to be much look much more like an SUV, boxy SUV-like. The only thing that makes it look not like a uh, mini or, or not like an SUV is the fact that it has sliding doors on the side, which uh, typically is the uh, the giveaway for a minivan, right? That's true. But that said, um, sliding doors are a wonderful thing when mm -hmm. you're parking next to other vehicles. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, it, it doesn't look like a, like a traditional minivan. It's that sort of uh, van-like uh, blandness. Yeah. Uh, and frankly to me it looks like a station wagon would look if they had continued making station wagons since the 1970s and and I'm all for that I you know I like the fact that you have all that outward visibility mm -hmm. and tremendous space to throw all your stuff in yeah it it almost it, it's weird it, it's almost like a Ford Flex remember the Ford Flex yeah yeah. Uh, uh, which was, I think, a cool vehicle, uh, but no longer made. It it, it kind of lived on and was a uh, was a uh, kind of a cult following. I think a lot of servers right. liked it. But uh, uh, on the inside, this vehicle is very luxurious. It has these recliners, these Barco. Don't they call them Barco recliners? <laughs> yeah. Barco lounger. Barco loungers. That's what I call it. Yeah, where you can yeah you can put the seat all the way back. It's captain's chairs. Uh, comes with a ton of safety features, of course, like any vehicle would, including twelve standard advanced driver assistance systems. Uh, they call it the most comprehensive suite out there. It, it's powered, uh, which is kind of unique for for these days. It's powered by a V6, a 3.5 liter V6, which uh, delivers best in class, 290 horsepower, 3,500 pounds of towing capability. They're calling it a, an MPV, 
or a, a multi-purpose vehicle. Right. Uh, and and by the way, in that in that little video, uh, take note that it has a hundred and ten volt or hundred and twenty volt outlet, which is always really handy. Yeah, very handy, and uh, it is uh, certainly something that has become that and uh, USB uh, outlets has become the <laughs> has become the big thing. <laughs> you need to have that. I, as I say, USB connections are the cup holders. Of the that's uh, right. <laughs> of the but, but you gotta have coupled. You gotta, gotta have coupled. Um, I must. I must have my coffee. <laughs> you must have your coffee. Yes. Um, but uh, on the inside, you can see that they they've really made it super luxurious. It's almost something that could be an adult space as well. It's not necessarily just for yeah. kids. And the uh, seats all fold flat into the floor, much like what uh, what Chrysler has done in the past, which is great. Remember the old minivans? You had to basically lift these heavy seats out and then find some place to store them. So if you yeah. were living in the city or something you uh, and in an apartment, you'd have to basically, uh, you'd have to take it uh, upstairs <laughs> in the <laughs> elevator and <laughs> shove it in your in your apartment somewhere. Not, not, That's right. Not very good... Or lay them in the garage, and and, and uh, your spouse comes home and drives over them. <laughs> well, those things were heavy. I mean, they, they were really heavy. They were heavy. very heavy. Yeah, so, hey, we'll tell you more about the Kia Carnival when we come back on Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Stay tuned. That's coming up. We're also going to talk about Ford's King Ranch. This time it's on the Explorer, and we're going to talk some tech. We're just getting started on Cruise Control Radio, so stay tuned. Join us on Facebook Live every Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern to 12 noon, for the latest news on new vehicles, automotive technology, interviews, and more. It all starts at 10 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays on the Cruise Control Radio Facebook page. Facebook Live. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. What do you think, Fred? Are we going to see more and more SUVs or or uh, kind of uh, modified SUVs, minivanish types? Uh, maybe not minivanish types. We were telling you about the break uh, before the break about the Kia Carnival, uh, which has been, uh, I'll call it Telluride-ed. How's that? It looks sort of telluride That's a good word. Good uh, word. This has the new Kia logo on it. It has, it's pulled a lot of styling cues from their very popular Telluride. Uh, will we see more minivans uh, that are sort of like an SUV? I'm not sure about that, but I think we will see sedans made into sort of suvs like i think we will see the puma oh, yeah. come here the the crossovers yeah yeah, yeah the uh, ford uh, puma is uh, uh sort of a fiesta station wagon that's been raised up so i think right. we'll see more vehicles i think subaru has had this market for a while they are car-like cuvs i think we will see more yeah. of those raised up Higher, higher roof lines, um, 
everything will be done to make them look tough uh, as far as wheel arches and uh, maybe uh, some uh, aggressive wheels and uh, maybe some mm-hmm. aggressive bumper styling. And I think you will see a lot more of those. I think that that's definitely going to be the trend. Will there be more minivans like this, um, like this uh, uh, Kia Carnival that sort of looks like an SUV with SUV styling? Probably not, uh, even though the minivan is something that uh, most people probably need. <laughs> um, <laughs> more people need that than a CUV, don't you? Yeah, think? the beauty the beauty of a minivan is that it's the step in height. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're, a lot of SUVs, you're climbing up into it, and a lot of people don't want to do that. No, a lot of people don't want to do that, and uh, it, it's just an easy thing to use. I always like minivans. I always said that. I, I'm not ashamed to tell our cruise yeah. control radio yep. audience I like minivans, and I don't even have kids. And you, you're in the same no. boat, right? Same thing, and I, I've always, I've frequently. Uh, scheduled them with our test cars when when there's a trip, because you know you can put so much in it, and uh, and it's they're always comfortable, they're always quiet, easy to drive, uh, easy to drive, good fuel mileage. Uh, you know, it, why not? I don't I don't need to make a trip in a in a Rolls Royce um, at you know at ten <clears throat> ten miles to the gallon. <laughs> Well, uh, that's that's my money. <laughs> well, let's talk about hey, another <laughs> another CUV. How's that? Something different. Why, we don't Why not? It's we, been almost 3 minutes. <laughs> exactly. Uh we're going to talk about uh something from Mitsubishi that uh I said earlier was a a groundbreaking uh product in in the US market, but uh sort of came here a little late and probably didn't get all the due it needed, and that is the uh, Mitsubishi Outlander plug-in hybrid, the PHEV. Uh, and you know how these work. They are basically a hybrid vehicle with a battery yep. pack. They get some range. Uh, in the case of this Outlander PHEV, it has uh, gone up from 22 to 24 miles. So you think about that. That's a fair amount of range. You could probably yep. do most of your weekly errands with that right certainly uh if you if you commute to work um you know in, a, in an urban area you certainly could drive to and from work each day yep and then uh no worries about range anxiety if if it uh if the battery runs out then it just becomes a hybrid uh which you can keep going until you run out of fuel so they yep. They have uh, upgraded this. They've upgraded the engine. They've upgraded the electric motor. Uh, and all electric operation speed goes from 79 miles per hour to 83 miles an hour uh, on all electric, which is pretty amazing. Remember when, when these uh, hybrids first came out and you and I tried to it see was, how fast we could go? That's right. In, in all go electric? three miles. Yeah, you could go three miles. Or it, once you got over 30, it would, it would immediately... Uh, go into gas mode. So uh, yeah. it it achieves a combined numbers of 74 mpg e and 26 mpg, and uh, it's it's going to be a, an interesting vehicle. I look forward to driving it. 
Um, not super pricey as far as these things go. It's about thirty-six thousand two ninety-five, and that is before available state and federal tax incentives. If you think about that, uh, for that price, you would probably um, get a small electric car, maybe a Bolt, or or something like that. Probably couldn't even touch a Tesla for that. Now I know we're doing kind of apples and oranges here, but. Uh, it uh, it is certainly an option for many people. Some people, some yeah. of our colleagues, don't like uh, the plug-in hybrids. Right? They say, "Oh, that's not going far enough." But I think right now it's a good transitional vehicle. Would you agree? Well, I think so too. Especially if there's no uh, no price uh, disadvantage between that and and a non-hybrid or uh, or you know a, a comparable size SUV and. You know, it gets uh, people aware of the electric car phenomenon. Right. Uh, you know, it's something you can grow into. Yeah, absolutely. It's something you can grow into. Uh, it is eligible for a uh, tax incentive, a federal tax incentive of 6587 So right away, you're at $30,000 or thereabouts before you start dealing. Uh, and that, that's, that's not a bad price. That's, that's cheap by today's standards. And it has incredible all-wheel drive, their S-A-W-C uh, all-wheel drive system uh, that uh, Mitsubishi has been famous for. So not a bad deal. And I look forward to driving this. We look forward to talking to some people from Mitsubishi and getting more information when they come on Cruise Control Radio. But... Let's talk about something uh, uh, a little bit different, Les Jackson, uh, and that is the King Ranch. That is the King Ranch uh, Explorer. And the Explorer, this is the first time the King Ranch name has been uh, applied to something other than the F-150 pickup truck, yeah. right? Yeah, it's always been a pickup truck. Always been a pickup truck. And it seems that this is just another example of how important uh, SUVs are to any manufacturer, that they are taking over uh, and moving over the King Ranch. By the way, King Ranch, it, uh, Captain, Captain Richard King created the King Ranch in southern Texas. Uh, and he became, this is yes. a, according to Ford, he became a shining example of agriculture and livestock innovation and success. So that's where the King Ranch name comes from. Um, I remember reading the size of that ranch once. I don't remember it, but it was many, many hundreds of square miles. Well, you and I have driven these uh, King Ranch vehicles, and they're typically very, very, very luxurious inside. They are... Right. They are kind of, uh, they almost have like a saddle for a seat, don't they? They, they really pull they do, off yeah. the, uh, the Old West uh, type of look. Makes, it's a smart move to bring that over to the Explorer, wouldn't you say? Well, I think so. Um, you know, the, the whole idea, as you say, of the King Ranch um, trim level is one of comfort, luxury, uh, and why not use it in all the different models? Yeah, I think so, and uh, I look forward to getting into this. Uh, I think it will be kind of a, a cool vehicle and, and bring that style over. 
makes a lot of sense. Makes me wonder why they haven't done it up until now. But hey, when we uh, come back, good question. We've got a lot more going on, Les. We're going to tell you why Jaguar dealers are ex- are very upset and they're worried about the future of the brand. We'll also talk tech and a whole lot more on cruise control with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Be right back. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to CruiseControlRadio.com and link up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. CruiseControlRadio.com Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred here. We were just talking during the break about uh, the origin or an origin of the uh, self-propelled Automobile. Yeah, a, a French inventor, Nicolas Joseph Cuneau. He was That's born right. yesterday in 1725. Who knew that that weird steam-powered three-wheel thing that he built would become a car? Do you think he ever thought that when uh, when he built that? I think he did. I, I think that he, he thought, what would be a great way to, to uh, move wagons? Without being drawn by horses, military equipment. He was a military. Yeah, guy. military equipment. Um, you know, it may be this. Uh, you know, they they had the concept of rails back then. They didn't have uh, locomotives yet, but they had horse-drawn uh, things on on rails. And I think that he was just looking for different forms of propulsion. Yeah, I. Cool story, though. A little bit of automotive history for you on Cruise Control Radio. Uh, We're hoping the next story is not something that just fades into history. Uh, Apparently, Jaguar dealers are very concerned about the future of the brand. And, of course, last week it was one of the biggest announcements uh, ever for Jaguar that they would go all electric, right? Right. But uh, that is not what they're upset about. Apparently... Uh, the dealers are getting wind of the fact that uh, Jaguar may move completely away from SUVs and give the SUVs to their, their uh, I guess you would call it their sister brand, uh, Range Rover. Right. That's and, right. And they would just stick with sedans. In other words, uh, uh, the F-Pace has been very popular for them. They would do away with these things. They would just basically become literally a car company. And uh, the dealers are very worried about this, less because they said the F-Pace has been the best-selling model in the past few years. What do you think? Well, if I were a dealer, I'd be worried um, because, you know, things could things could change dramatically in in. Um, by changing, I mean your, your ability to remain in business and make a decent, good profit could be really hurt. Um, I can't, I just can't see Jaguar giving up, ultimately giving up the brand because it's just got so much history um, and it's a premium brand. So, yeah, it's I, iconic. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're. Uh, maybe they're making some mistakes in their planning. Well, if you read this article um, that I believe was in uh, in Carbuzz, um, and they just kind of summarized the whole thing up here, 
if you look at the Jag lineup, I mean, they are the XJ has been canceled. The XE is no longer their small cars, no longer sold in the U.S. And that just leaves one vehicle, the XF. And they've done well with the F-Pace. I have actually see F-Paces right. all over the place. And it, it seems why, if you're selling something, why stop making it? You know, if you're really selling something <laughs> and it's doing yeah. well, I mean, why would you, why would you stop making it? It'd be like stop, if you stop production of Twinkies. What do you think? Uh, I've often hoped they would stop production of <laughs> Twinkies, but, but yeah, you're right. Now, could it be that even though they're selling a lot, they're not making enough money on them? I, I, I don't know. This uh, report comes from Automotive News, and uh, it talks about uh, Theory, the CEO of Theory, I guess that's how you say his name, T-H-I-E-R-R-Y, uh, Bolor's latest comments, they're saying that he definitely wants to move Jaguar away from SUVs. Well, then you have to bring back the XJ. You have to have more you do. more than one vehicle. I mean, and and probably uh, it's not going to be uh, enough uh, to just have the XF and maybe bring back the XE. I mean, people want crossovers. If you don't have them, they're going to move on. And that's we've heard it many times before from automotive executives. They don't want people walking away. If look at what look at what happened with Jeep. They didn't have a three row. They were concerned yeah. that people would say, "Hey, I uh, I love your products. I love the Jeeps, but uh, if you don't have three rows, uh, an SUV with three rows, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to leave because I uh, that's really what I want." They brought out a three row now. Jaguars taking that a step further. People walk in and it's like, I love Jaguars. You used to have SUVs. Why don't you have them anymore? And they just stand there and go, uh, I don't know. Well, do you think maybe they want to um, convert all their dealers to combination Jag Land Rover? You know, I don't know. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe that's what they want to do. Maybe that's what the idea they're, is. But they're, they're going to the reason really... I, yeah. The reason I say that is because the the quote uh, from their head is that he says Jaguar is working with its dealers to fully prepare for that next generation of the brand, which kind of tells me, okay, look, guys, uh, this is what we want to do in the future. We want to have dual brand dealerships, no single single uh, brand. Yeah, I I. So basically, combine all the sales together, but still, that leave. Then why even have Jaguar if you have no XJ and you have no, you have just the XF? I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, and, okay, and uh, you know, they. He even said before that the F type, their sporty car, uh, an electric version of that, was not a high priority. So what does that yeah. leave you with? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's the and, other guy that's going to make minivans that look like SUVs. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the answer. What do you think? Well, it's weird, and and they're talking about the, the Jaguar lineup isn't really going to show up until twenty twenty five. That's that's a long dry spell. Yeah, yeah. The the lineup has been cut way back. So I don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen here. I hope something good happens because I like Jags. I've always liked Jags. 
Um, I like yeah. the, I like the original XJs myself, the the classic style one. Do you like those? I I do. I I like the old elegance, the wood uh, trim in the interiors. The For, formal uh, style, the very formal yeah. roof line. Yeah. Uh, they were they weren't great cars uh, until really Ford took them over and and made things was work. able to. <laughs> pay for their re-engineering yeah make make the headlights work and things like that yeah <laughs> well yeah that's right yeah, stop the rust it, it it ran when it was raining uh, i remember someone that had one that he said well the dealer said if it rains there's really no guarantee if it can it will run <laughs> <laughs> well that's comforting yeah it's like that's what i want in a car but uh, let's talk a little tech, shall we? We love to talk tech on Cruise sure. Control, which is the show you're listening to, by the way. Uh, Toyota has broken ground on what they're calling the Woven City. And they, and they are doing this under the uh, company they call the Woven Planet Holdings. So they have more, they have more uh, plans for than just one city. And this is a place where... All the ecosystems will support everyday life are connected with data, hence the woven concept. Uh, it's going to use self-driving car technology, AI, robotics, and more. And it will have three types of streets interwoven with each other on the ground level. One dedicated to automated driving, one to pedestrians, and one to pedestrians with personal mobility vehicles. There will also be one underground road used to transport goods, and they're going to start this city out with 360 residents, uh, mostly senior citizens and families with young children. Uh, And they say it eventually will have a population of uh, 2,000 people, and then they will expand from there. Uh, certainly, I would. I would certainly like to see this when it's built. How about you? I would too. And as you know, uh, Toyota has been dealing with personal mobility systems for many years. Uh, these uh, these uh, basically scooters, motorcycles that that single person things. You get into them. They lean. They're actually smart. They lean into the curves and. Uh, have you driven one of those? I, I got I got to drive one a few years ago. Yeah, I think I drove one at the New York Auto Show at, at one point. Yeah, it's it's fun. So um, is this the city of the future? It might be. I think elements of it might be brought into. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, I also think that you will see some underground situations for trucks and things like that coming in. So, yep. Hey, when we come back, we're going to have more Cruise Control Radio for you, so stay tuned. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. Don't forget to check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. You can get more information about the show right there. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We will be right back with more Cruise Control, so stay tuned. Join us on Facebook Live every Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern to 12 noon for the latest news on new vehicles, automotive technology, interviews, and more. It all starts at 10 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays on the Cruise Control Radio Facebook page. Facebook Live. 
Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is none other than Les Jackson. <laughs> and we are taking you on a ride around the automotive industry. We're glad you're with us, telling you about some new developments, some new vehicles. And here's one, Les, that may not become a new vehicle because of a change at the top uh, of this company. Stellantis, of course, took over uh, for FCA, and now there's some reports that the uh, planned Dakota pickup truck, the small or mid-sized pickup truck, is uh, reportedly canceled. And, you know, this has become, once again, a hot segment uh, with the Ford Ranger, uh, Ford, of course, stayed out of that for a while. Now we have the new Nissan Frontier, which finally got uh, remade. And there's plenty of others. Uh, weirdly, this story comes from GM, the GMAuthority.com. They're claiming sources within Stellantis indicate the Dakota project has been canceled and no details were provided. Uh, do you think it's they just don't want to play in that mid-size pickup truck world or or maybe um, I I think this is a really really bad mistake. If 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 it's true, we don't know. It sources inside. If it's true. Well, what uh, does that first mean? First of all, it can't cost that much to bring uh, you know that truck out. I I, I realize it still costs hundreds of millions, but um you know th this is a segment that almost everybody ran away from about 20 years ago only to find out it's popular and they, they you just got to be there and i i just think this is a huge mistake perhaps they will just keep building the ram classic which they do and we always bring that up on they cruise do. control because it's a good deal it is the older model and it is a full-size pickup and uh they they you know it's a great deal it's a well well-built pickup truck um, so maybe that's, maybe that's the plan to keep doing that and say, Hey, you want a less expensive pickup? Well, you can get a full size pickup, even though it's a slightly older model that's been updated. Yeah. Would they still call it Ram? Uh, well, they still call it Ram. They still call it the Ram classic or whatever. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Hmm. <laughs> Why not call it the Dakota? Oh, uh, well, there's an idea. It just re rebranded the ramp from Ram classic to the Dakota. So, uh, sure. yeah, we'll have to see what happens. I think probably going to GM authority for your information about, uh, Ram trucks is maybe not the best source. Who knows though? We'll talk about that. Um, coming up next hour, we're going to talk about safety and, uh, let's talk about a couple of safety related things here while we're on Ram, the Ram, 2021 Ram 1500 Crew Cab has earned a 2021 Top Safety Pick rating from the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. It makes it the safest pickup truck sold in the U.S. It is the only pickup to earn the Top Safety Pick rating from the uh, IIHS. That's pretty good. Something you should That's think about if you're buying good. a pickup. Um, it's, it is certainly robust. You get the feeling you can drive into a wall with it and nothing happens. 
I think it might fold around you, but it will protect you. I mean, uh, this the one that won was equipped with the advanced safety group. Remember, when you're out buying a vehicle and you say, oh, I heard that has great safety ratings, always look at the level of equipment that tested with, right. the, with the safety pick or safety pick plus. A lot of times it's higher end models that have the better headlights. They've really focused on headlights uh, a lot lately. And also make sure it has all of the safety equipment. You want to make sure of that because otherwise you uh, you don't want to be misled, right? Well, that's right. You can you can end up steering yourself to the wrong model that doesn't necessarily have all the things you assume are in it. Now, while we're on test scores, uh, let's talk about the Nissan Rogue, completely redesigned for 2021. Mm -hmm. It's now in showrooms. Uh, but this comes to us from the car connection. They noticed last week that uh, the 2021 Rogue got just two stars out of five for the passenger side test. And that's a two-star decrease uh, compared to the older model. And they looked into it, and apparently the, the vehicle tested was one built in Japan, had a different uh, restraint system uh, than the ones that are going to be built in Tennessee. So they're going to retest it, which is, I don't know why they would have tested with one that uh, did not have the top restraint system. It seems bad, but... Uh, well, yeah, maybe they just had a schedule that they had to keep, and they or they just had the wrong one. Yeah, it will be tested, though, again. And this could involve uh, rogues built before January 28th. I still... I know you and I know all about the engineering that goes into new vehicles. I always think it's better to wait about a year. Uh, and when yep. a new vehicle comes out, uh, you you know and I know that they, they fix hundreds of things on a vehicle, don't they, in the first year of production? Well, they do. And, and you know, 99-plus percent of the time, everything is fine. But there are always little surprises that, uh, you know, in anything that they're not aware of until they get out there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there you have it. It will, I'm sure it will do better because uh, the, the Nissan Rogue will do better in future uh, tests because let's face it, that's where they make their money. That's where they, that's where they, they uh, get their sales. If you can say, well, do you have five star uh, or safety pick or safety pick plus rating? And, mm -hmm. You know, savvy consumers that listen to uh, cruise control will know that. They'll go in and ask that and say, hey, I, mine has to have the LED lights. Mine has to have the safety package. And once again, a lot of these systems are hidden. You don't see them. It's not like there's a big sticker on the side that says safety package. Uh, but uh, these are important things. And I, I think that you really have to drill down on the window sticker to figure this out because a lot of times we wouldn't know if you looked at it, you wouldn't know whether it had these things, right? That's right. And the window sticker, if it has three stars or four stars in some category, doesn't tell you why that particular model didn't have more. Right. It just has the rating. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, we appreciate you listening to cruise control. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com where you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Uh, always good. Um, 
there's a couple of other things going on in the automotive industry, Les, um, and this is a big one. Uh, I I would not want to be the dealer that gets these in. Uh, Hyundai is going to have to replace the battery packs on all Kona EVs in a $900 million recall. Uh, this is going to be a big job, uh, and it is some 82,000 electric vehicles globally that will have to have their batteries replaced because of a fire concern. If If you own a Kona EV, you'll be hearing from them. Uh, huge job. It's taking the car completely apart, isn't it's, it? <clears throat> well, and it's an expensive job. Uh, it's too bad because probably a very small percentage actually uh, are in danger of a fire hazard. But, uh, you know, this is the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, good for Hyundai. So apparently the battery can be removed and can be uh, replaced without scrapping the car. It's not, it's not, Oh, sure. It's sure. not welded into it. You can unbolt the bottom, drop the battery out. It's just not, um, not a job that you're going to be able to do in, in an hour. So <laughs> no, Hey, we appreciate you listening to cruise control radio. Time for me to say, I'm Fred stop. I'm Les Jackson. We are going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to CruiseControlRadio.com and link up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. CruiseControlRadio.com.